Hey there, Maureen Chana here, founder of the Mindsight Academy, neuro coach to executives, leaders, entrepreneurs, and a neuro leadership trainer using insights from neuroscience to help you deliver results by learning to work smarter, be in control of your brain, manage yours and others' emotions, change behaviors, flourish, and exceed expectations. Welcome back to another episode of Lead to Excel podcast. I am so thrilled to be with you today because we have a special guest. But before we get into that, remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it because it will help other people find it and give them the opportunity to understand how they can rewire their own brain to enable them achieve their goals. So without wasting any more time, Grab your cup of coffee or your drink or whatever that might be. Put your feet up and listen in. I am so excited that today we have with us Tina Steele. Tina is a financial advisor or expert. I'll call her an expert actually. So I am so pleased to have you today on this podcast. So Tina, please introduce yourself. Oh, thank you very much. Nice to be here. Hi, yes, I'm Tina Steele um, from Tina Steele Financial Management and here today to talk a little bit about what financial advice is and why it's so useful for everybody. Thank you so much. When I met you at, I think it was FSB, I was so excited, you know, how we connected because for me, I know that financial management is so important and it's the one thing that a lot of people kind of put aside and kind of, you know, put it, we'll deal with that later. So when I connected with you, I was so excited and I went, okay, we've got to have you on our podcast. Let's really get people thinking and acting on financial management. Now, just to start this off, why is it important? You know, because I've got people that listen to this podcast that are employees managers, leaders in organization, but also business owners. And I know a lot of times the employees kind of feel that, okay, my company is taking care of the pension and taking care of all that. And then the business business owners kind of feel, you know what, I need to make money first. So please touch on those points. Why do we need you? Good question. I think there's there's so many answers I could give, um, but the, my approach is to work on people's life plan. So mm. I draw people's life on a page and think about all the things they're doing now, why they're doing them, what they want to do in the future and what the future looks like. Um, and then my job is to fit the financial jigsaw around their lives. And I think that is so important to know where you want to be so you can start planning for that goal or ambition or dream um, as early as possible. And I think a lot of people probably think financial advisors are not for them because they've not got maybe millions of pounds. They're not wealthy uh, as, as such. But my clients range from somebody who's just got a um, critical illness policy, which is so crucial to make sure you're protected and your family's protected, um, up to people with investments and pensions and, and obviously the corporate side as well. So there's so many answers I could give you as to why it's important, but it, it's it's more important to look at the individual and tailor the plan around them. Thank you, Tina. That's absolutely fantastic. So let's kind of dig a bit deeper now. So for someone who 
is just earning averagely, you know, kind of employed and working. And they're now thinking that actually, surely with what we've gone through in the last year, I've got to really start planning in, in terms of what I want to do. How do they start? What's the first thing to think about? Or what should people really be thinking about to make them go, actually, I need to do this? Yeah, the, my, uh, our approach for financial advice is to start with always protection, um, because obviously you're, you're the most important thing. Um, and your income is generally the only thing that's coming into the house or the family's income. So making sure that that's protected is always the first element we look at. A lot of people um, protect their mortgages, so they'll have life and hopefully critical illness cover on their mortgages. But then there's the whole list of bills that everybody has to pay. So your council tax, your gas, your water, they don't go anywhere if you were ill. So looking at that and making sure people are protected, um, obviously employed people may get sick pay, but is it enough to pay those bills? Um, you know, so it's looking at every eventuality. So we always start with the protection element because that's the most important thing to start with. Right, okay. So what does that entail when you say the protection element for someone, for example, that is employed? Because like you said, the employers will be covering something like sick pay. So why do they then need this? Depends how much sick pay they're getting or for how long generally is the biggest issue. So maybe their employer might pay six months. But if somebody has a critical illness and is off work for two years, how do they pay the other year and a half of bills? Mm. Um, so it's obviously just planning for every eventuality and knowing what's happened over the last year with the pandemic. Who would have thought that was going to happen? So I think, mm. yeah, looking at like I said, every individual situation is, is very unique to themselves. So it's looking at what they've got and what gaps they've got and trying to fill those gaps. So have you found any difference in terms of how before 2020 up till now in terms of people really wanting to start thinking about how to protect their financial, protect themselves and their lives and the future and planning? I expected to see a lot more people wanting protection. But to be fair, everybody I've talked to has just gone along with the protection journey thinking it, it was just the same as it was before. I've found that more people now are planning for their future and are trying to think about maybe not working so long, maybe, you know, not working till you're 67, 68, maybe finishing earlier if they can afford to and looking more about what life could be like after work. Um, so yeah. that's the kind of trend I'm seeing now. Right. OK. So can you just tell us a bit in terms of, you know, just a, like a, a case a, a case study or, or scenario of somebody coming to you? What would you do? How would you help them? What does it look like? Yeah, of course. So that um, life plan I mentioned before is our first stage. So there's a no obligation um, review, financial review takes around about an hour and a half. So I would sit down with them, go through all the details of any assets, any liabilities, any policies they've got in place now, look at what they have, look at their sick pay, look at their company pensions, if they've got any previous pensions. So gather all the data as to what finances they have and then work on that future plan. So when I draw the life plan, I ask them what retirement looks like. Sometimes it's a wiggly line, sometimes it's a straight line, sometimes it's a bit slanted or, or sometimes people have no idea where that comes at the moment um, and the idea of that plan is that it can change it's not set in stone so we discuss it every time we meet 
And my approach is to be that trusted friend for life. I don't see them want to disappear. It's working with somebody. And again, as we know, like we said before, life changes very quickly sometimes. So it's adapting that plan and changing the financial plan along with it. You know, I like what you said. It's like a friend for life. And I think that's really important. Um, And you touched on something which I think is really important as well in terms of it can be changed. So it's kind of, it's not fixed which is, you know, where we always think that, okay, once you do it, that's it, it's done. Yeah. But it's, in, in a way, it's kind of changing the way we look at financial management in a way, mm-hmm. just knowing that it's so important to have that plan and you can adapt it as your life changes or as life changes. Yeah. You can keep adapting it, but the important thing is having that plan so that we are in control of what we're doing in control of our life as opposed to just kind of going with the flow. So no, I love that. So for a business person as well, that's probably because a lot of people I know in the last year have left employment and are opening their own business. And I personally feel that this is a great time to actually come to someone like you and say, see, I need a plan here. What can we say to them? What, what, you know, what would they get from coming to you? How would that, what would that look like? It's probably on the, on the flip side of, I would do the life plan as I do with everybody, but that plan is about them personally and about their business. So we do two elements of that plan. Um, they need to think about all the things that they got, such as sick pay, maybe life cover from an employer that they now don't have and making sure that they are secure and protected again protection would be the first thing we look at and then depending on whether they're a sole trader or a limited company we can look at some of the allowances potentially that companies have if they're limited such as putting a pension through for themselves which is um, business allowable expense so there's lots of things and again it's just knowing where they want to go do they want to grow how big do they want to go is their business part of their pension planning their exit strategy so it's I come back to that life plan is so important and again not set in stone for a business anyway you know that could change too yeah yeah so the life plan because you've talked about this life plan so much so the life plan in particular, you know, looking at it starts from where you're at now and where you want to go. Yeah. What does it include? Because I'm thinking, okay, what does this look like? Does it include things like, okay, pension? Does it include things like mortgage? You know, what is in the life plan? It, it does, but I tend not to talk about the things, the, the products. Right. Um, what I ask people to talk to me about is their lives. So their career or their business, if they're running their own business, what does that look like? Do we are we looking at promotions? Is money likely to go up? You know, look, talk about the benefits, but mainly just talk about their career or business. We talk about family. So what family are around, um, you know, again, thinking about the need to protect that family. Um, are we going to have children that are going to need university fees paying, first cars? Are there um, parents that may be going to need looking after as they get older? So that whole family element all is so important to financial planning. Then we talk about what they like to do. 
So what mm. do their lives look like? Is there lots of traveling? Um, and again, feeding that into retirement, is there more traveling they want to do? Do they want to buy a holiday home abroad? Um, and then the final one is, is property. So where are they at now? Are they looking to, uh, do they have a mortgage? Are they looking to upscale or downsize? So I just literally get them to talk about their lives. And then I fit all the pieces around it as to how that factors into the financial management. Wow. Wow. I love that. You know, because as you're saying it, I'm thinking, okay, yes, yeah, 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 that that makes sense. Okay. Oh, wow. No, that's fantastic. Because you see, doing that, the pressure comes off the person actually thinking, okay, I need to do this, need to do this, kind of just talk about yourself. And then you, the expert, then kind of puts the pieces together. Gosh, yeah. And that's so important because a lot of times what a lot of people do is kind of just live life. Okay, this year I'm going on a holiday. Next year, I don't know, we'll deal with it. But this is actually taking that control and planning the kind of life you really want to live and putting a lot into consideration. I really like that. So now let's look at the flip side. You know, you probably have come across this and I want us to really get to the, you know, bad scenarios now of not actually doing this, not having a financial management plan in place, not doing this. What, what, you know, what happens? What are the possibilities? Yeah, I think um, I I had a client who, again, put herself in that I'm not wealthy, I I couldn't speak to a financial advisor category, and um, she spent every penny she had every month, but she didn't have any critical illness cover on her home, Um, she only had life cover, so we had the conversation of what would happen if the worst would happen, Um, and bless her, she burst out crying and said I would have to sell the house and move in with my elderly mother and her mother had dementia um so she said she'd had a quote before and it was 60 pound a month and she couldn't afford it and um so we looked at everything again this is the point where I look at absolutely everything and she was paying a lot for her water so I said I knew there was only two of them living there so I said um have you got a water meter uh, not something that I do, but, you know, just look. And she said, no. I said, I think you could save a lot of money getting a water meter. So she had a meter fitted, saved £30 a month, and I got her the policy for 35 So actually, oh, for the wow. cost of a, a costa, basically, every month, she's got the complete peace of mind now that she's completely covered. And I think that's one of the dangers is that people don't protect themselves. And then if something were to happen, they're literally stuck in a position you wouldn't want to be, especially when you're not very well. Wow, that's that's really, gosh, yeah, I did want some something that, you know, would make us <laughs> kind of go, oh my gosh, I don't want that. And that was it. Because uh, that could be anyone. That really could be anyone. Because there a lot of times we don't think, you know, about tomorrow when, you know, we kind of put it off and Wow. No, that really got me because it, it really could happen to anyone, surely with what we've seen in the last year. Yes. Just we just don't know what's around the corner. So the message is financial management is so important. And it's so important to really speak to the right person because I've spoken to quite a few financial advisors in the past. But I would say that you're one of the few that have really spoken about the person. And I think that's really 
what attracted me to you when I met you. And that's so important. It's really having someone that really cares about me, that really wants to help me. And, you know, so that, and also just talking about what, where I am, where I want to go, those dreams, those goals is actually good for me as well in terms of, okay, so this is what I want to do. This is what I'm planning. And it just helps put things, you know, helps you to plan effectively and not um, kind of just end up being a victim of life that, you know, we always see. Wow. So that's, that's really good. So in terms of how you do this, how, how do people contact you? What, you know, what, where are you just tell us about how, how they can reach you. And even if it's how they can find information about you as well would be useful. Yes, of course. I'm on um, LinkedIn and Facebook business page and also got a website. So if anybody Googles Tina Steele Financial Management, they could probably find either one of those three, hopefully near the top somewhere. Um, And I just have on all of those um, a Calendly link as well. So people can just pop in a virtual coffee chat for half an hour to see, you know, if it's for them, get to know me. I think a lot of things about how comfortable you feel as well with somebody. Um, You know, I will be asking a lot of personal questions and all of my clients have just been fabulous at just freely giving me lots of information, which helps all my planning. The more information people give me, the better it is. So, yeah, more than happy to have a, a quick chat with anybody to see if I can help. You're really like a financial coach, isn't it? So that's, very much. Yeah. And um, you're absolutely right. It's someone you feel comfortable with. But also, it's you coming in, really be ready to be open about what yeah. you want, about where, you know your life as well. Because like you said, that's how you can, it's based on the information that you're given that you can work with, which is really, um, really vital. So, so um, Tina, I wanted to ask you, because I know you did mention that people can come to you quite early on. So, you know, when we say early, how, what, what range, what age or what ask, you know, where are people in their careers that they really need to start thinking about this? And also when can people, you know, cause there are people who have gotten up to sixties that have probably not even done it and are suddenly thinking, oh my gosh, what do I do? So, you know, just talk to us about that. Yeah, absolutely any age, I would say. And I think the earlier you start the planning, even though that life plan will change a lot during people's lives, especially at the early age, have the conversation, you know, start that planning. Even if you don't need anything at that point, at least you know what the process is, you have that advisor to help you through along the journey. Um, My clients generally range from sort of mid-20s to mid-60s. So I have a really, really wide range of clients all wanting different things out of life. Um, which is very interesting to listen to. I must say, I absolutely love my job. Um, uh, and it's fantastic to be able to do something you love and help people at the same time. No, that's um, awesome. I was just thinking, I'm going, oh gosh, my son, I've got to get him in to speak to you because uh, he's in his early 20s. And I think it's just, a, it's good practice to really just start doing this on time. Um, And a lot of times people just kind of go to the internet and think they can pick up information, but just speaking to someone like you is just so important. So what made you get into this and how long have you been doing this for? 
It's a good question. So I'm an accountant by trade. Um, so I've never worked in the accountancy practice. I've always worked in industry and education. And um, I've got two little ones now and I wanted more flexibility around working hours, being able to do school pickups. So I wanted to run my own business. And the thought of and, and no offence to accountants out there, the thought of just doing somebody's accounts and not getting out there and not being able to help. And I know it's important we do our accounts, but it's not necessarily helping people's lives wasn't something I wanted to do. So I retrained as a financial advisor a couple of years ago and launched my business three months before lockdown. <laughs> yeah, so the, the elements of when I was working in industry and education that I loved the most was mentoring my teams upskilling people and and using my technical knowledge to um, help the strategy of the company or university or college um, so that element of help has been in everything I've done throughout my lives so that's why I've uh, been able to find this perfect combination of using my techie probably boring knowledge to most people to be able to help improve people's lives yeah no that's really awesome that's that's really because um you can just see from speaking to you that you care. And um, in fact, when you said you've got a teaching background, I kind of got, okay, that might have come from there actually, because <laughs> you can just see the passion. So if you're listening to this podcast and you've been wondering, or just maybe it's never even occurred to you, do get in touch um, with Tina Steele. I'm going to leave her details in the description so that she can really help you start planning your own finance, you know, your, you know, just start with that life plan so that you can actually take that control back and not um, just living your life as you want. And then when crisis occurs, then you, you kind of start um, panicking. So it's really good to take charge and actually do it now. And it's, you know, from what Tina is basically saying, it's never late. So you can start at any age. So that's good. So Tina, can you give us one big advice, one great nugget that people can take away from this podcast today? I would just say, take that step. Don't mm. think I'll do it later. Just have a chat. Uh, and I think people will be amazed how financial advice will help them. Yeah, thank you so much for that. So take action, take that step and honestly do it because it would really make a difference to how you live. Thank you so much, Tina. Thank you very much. It's such an honor to really have met you and to have you on the podcast. Thank you again. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you once again for tuning in. And remember that if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, click on the button wherever you listen to it so that you don't miss an episode. And I would really appreciate you leaving a review as well, or even a comment on the podcast or ideas of topics that you want me to talk about in future. I've got some exciting episodes coming up with some interesting guests that you really wouldn't want to miss. So in this climate, wherever you are, do remember to keep safe, look after yourself, and I truly wish you perfect health. Stay limitless, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.